Is that the same robe you got me? Kelly, oh Kelly. Oh my god. You're listening to the My Lips Aren't Sealed podcast. Hey you guys and welcome back to the My Lips Aren't Sealed podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Cobb. Thank you so much for listening today. In this week's episode, I am going to be talking about the honest truth about social media influencing. I have been in the social media world since 2019 and I've learned a lot, I've seen a lot, and I'm going to tell you guys kind of my thoughts on everything. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm sure you will. It's going to be really fun. And next week, I have a very exciting guest coming on my podcast, so keep an eye out for that. No spoilers yet, but next week will be just as exciting, if not more. Before I begin, I wanted to say thank you to everybody who has joined my Facebook group, followed me on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and Instagram at Kimberly Cobb, and at My Lips Aren't Sealed Podcast. And for those of you who have donated to my Cash App or Venmo to support improving my podcast equipment and setup and everything, it means the world to me. I love you guys so much. Per usual, we are going to get started with highlights and lowlights. Highlights and lowlights. Starting off with highlights, this was a busy week and I have another crazy busy week ahead, Uh, but I had a few highlights. Number one, I went to an influencer event for Aldo Shoes, you know, like that shoe and accessory store in most malls, and they have an amazing online site too. They held an event in Austin. It was so fun. You never know what to expect when you go to these events. They could be very intimate and small, or they can be these huge events, okay? So uh, for this event, I kind of expected it to be more intimate uh, because they were really on it with like following up with me. Are you attending? Here's a reminder about parking. Like, I don't know, just like a lot of like, time and effort that the team put into planning this event and ensuring that all the guests were coming. So when they put that much work in, I'm thinking it's going to be a small event. I show up, I bring Danielle with me, my amazing plus one always, and it was packed. Oh my gosh, there were men at the event. I've never been to an influencer event with a ton of men, to be honest. Uh, It was a lot of reality TV people, which was interesting. People from The Circle, The Ultimatum, 20-somethings. So I got to like mingle with them and they were super cool. The event itself, they had an open bar, music, like a live DJ, all these little uh, activations to hang out in. And I got to meet the team who actually threw the event too. So I thought that was really special. It was a very fun night. They sent us shoes to wear before like for the event, I will say the shoes were very cute. They were not very comfortable to wear for several hours. Um, But regardless, amazing event. I feel so grateful to have attended and been invited. It was so fun. And it's always really great to see my other influencer friends as well. My second highlight, (laughs) this is like a I don't know why I'm just really proud of myself for this one. So I 
took Louie a few weeks ago, my Pomeranian, uh, maybe, no, over a month ago now, to get a haircut. So I took him to a new groomer's. Uh, they did such a good job. He looked beautiful. Over, like, I think it was like $120 or $130 for his haircut. I'm like, I love Louie and I want him to look absolutely perfect. But at the same time, that's a lot of money. Like, and he his hair's already grown out, like, already. So this past week, I gave him a haircut myself. We have a grooming kind of station at my apartment complex. And so took him down there. I gave him like a full bath, haircut, blow dry, everything. He looks so good. I recorded the whole thing and put it on my weekly vlog that came out yesterday. So go check it out if you're interested. I'm also... I put like all my clips from the Aldo shoe event there as well. So if you kind of want to get a visual for the things I'm talking about, go check it out. It's on my YouTube channel. But Louie looks so cute and I'm very proud because one, I saved money, but two, I did a really good job and he looks amazing. My last highlight of the week is that I went out over the weekend with Danielle and we were at one of our favorite bars and... This guy comes up to me and he's about our age. He's like, hey, I'm so sorry to bother you. He's like, were you on a TV show? And I was like, I laugh. I'm like, ha yeah. Turns out him and his mom, he's a huge mama's boy himself. Him and his mom watched the show together. He had such, like, such an opinion about my past relationship. It was so funny. He bought me a drink. So nice. Uh, but it was funny because he was like, no, I... He's like, I'm a, I'm a mama's boy. Like, it was cute. it was really cute. And he wanted a picture, sent a picture of me with him to his mom. And I just love when you guys stop me and say hi. It makes me feel really cool, <laughs> first of all. But also, like, just getting to chat with you guys and hear your opinions and feedback on everything. It's really cool. So if you ever see me, make sure you stop me. Say hi. Uh, as long as I have some makeup on, I will take a picture with you because I look like a sewer rat without makeup on. But that was definitely a good highlight for me. As for low lights, speaking of looking like a sewer rat, I am about to start my period, TMI. If you guys don't know me already, you probably know my cycle by now because I always complain about this once a month. The week before my period, I get the worst cramps. I get horrible body image. I just feel disgusting. Like I'm actually recording myself right now and I'm like, ugh, I just look gross. I feel puffy and disgusting. Anyways, my low light this week is just like that feeling of grossness and yeah, bad body image before your period. I don't know if you guys get that too, but I just feel not my best. And I did a few photo shoots with my friends, you know, for content and I feel like every picture I took, I hated. Like I need to go back through and look at them next week because I'm not posting anything right now because I feel like I look horrible in every single picture I took. So that sucks. Just wanna get the period over with, get my confidence back. Other than that, I feel like I had like a pretty good week, a really busy week. I've still been having like, you know, issues with depression and anxiety, but I am trying to keep myself busy and work through those things. I think staying busy and socializing with friends, getting out of my apartment, getting some sunshine, that really helps. Yesterday I had really bad 
blues and I was like, I just need to go sit by the pool and soak up some sun. I sunburn really easily, but I'm like, I just need to sit out, literally get some vitamin D and I felt so much better. So if you're feeling that way at all, like you're just feeling sad, going outside and getting some sunshine makes such a difference. You can hibernate the rest of the day, but getting out there, soaking up the sun makes a huge difference, at least for me. Now we can move on to the next section of this podcast, which is pop culture and current faves. Oh my God, I love your skirt. Where did you get it? Gee, thanks. Just got it. I see it. I like it. I want it. Starting off with pop culture, guys, we have some juicy tea this week. So excited. Ray J. You guys know Ray J? Ray J went live on Instagram. And did you see it? If you haven't seen it yet, go to Twitter, type in Ray J. People screen recorded it. There's these hilarious memes. Basically, he went live on Instagram. The Kardashians have been... You know, and I, I choose no side. I don't know enough about this to be Team Ray J or Team Kardashian. But from what I heard from the live is the Kardashians have been dragging his name for years about the sex tape. He's the one who did the sex tape with Kim Kardashian years ago. They've been dragging his name for years, saying that he leaked the tape, whatever. He went live on Instagram with contracts and physical evidence saying that Kris Jenner and Kim made the whole sex tape thing happen. They made it happen, they made it leak. Kris Jenner actually watched the first sex tape and then made them redo it because she wanted it to look better, uh, which I think is creepy that a mom would watch her daughter's sex tape and then ask it to be reshot. I think like that actually creeped me out the most out of the whole situation. It's been a theory for years that, you know, this was a planned thing all for PR. I kind of always knew that, but the fact that Ray J went live on Instagram, outed the whole family, showed text messages, contracts, this, that, like he had all this proof. Uh, it was crazy. Midway through his live, Kim Kardashian blocked him. Like this is all happening live. He's looking at her account, looking at the messages, boom, he's blocked. So she saw it happening in, like we all saw this happen in live time. And all of a sudden, his life abruptly ends. So people are speculating, saying that Kris Jenner pulled some strings at Instagram and got them to shut his live down. But a lot of tea was spilt. I am very curious to see what Kris Jenner has to say. I'm recording this episode on Sunday. He went live yesterday on Saturday. And this episode comes out on Tuesday. So... In between today and Tuesday, I'm sure the Kardashian Jenners will have a statement about his life, but juicy. Oh my gosh. If you haven't watched it yet, guys, go to Twitter. It's hilarious. He literally has a PowerPoint presentation of all this evidence. It's chaotic and amazing. The other thing that happened in pop culture, more so in the world news, is that Queen Elizabeth passed away and... She lived an amazing life. Queen Elizabeth was an amazing leader and she accomplished a lot in her life. She lived a very long life and that's super sad that she passed away. That said, regarding pop culture, 
Trisha Paytas, if you guys know who that is, she's a big controversial YouTuber. She actually follows me on TikTok, which blows my mind. She's pregnant right now. And there were all these rumors on the day that Queen Elizabeth passed away that Trisha gave birth and that the queen was reincarnated as Trisha's baby. Uh, Trisha shut down those rumors the next day, you know, posted TikToks and she's like, I'm still pregnant. I haven't given birth, but the internet really flew with that. They were like, Trisha gave birth. The queen was reincarnated as the baby. Trisha even named the baby Elizabeth, like before the queen even passed away. Like it's crazy. Uh, so it's, it's pretty funny to me what the internet can really roll with. And I am pretty impressed with Trisha's response. She gave the queen, you know, a day for everybody to mourn the loss of the queen. And then she, you know, went to her socials and was like, no, that's not true. So pretty funny stuff. As for my current faves, I have two. If you're watching on YouTube right now, you can see that I'm wearing um, this bright blue crew neck that has letters across my chest. If you are just listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, this sweater says hungover and all these colorful letters. My hair is kind of covering it, but this sweater is so cute. It's so comfy. I also have some new jewelry on as well. So my current fave is this sweater. I got it from Gypsy Blue Boutique and I post about it more on my weekly vlog as well. So if you wanna see the whole haul of all the clothes I got, go check it out. The necklace, the first necklace I'm wearing is also from Gypsy Blue Boutique. It is a Pisces necklace. And then I have a moon necklace on as well that I got from either TJ Maxx or Home Goods. I'm pretty sure TJ Maxx. So love my fit. Go check out my vlog. I do a whole haul, super fun. And then my second current fave, I've I mentioned this I think on last week's episode or the week before, but it's the in a new app I've been using called Regalia. It's so cool. So basically, if you're like me, I love seeing what other people post about like what they're wearing on Instagram. Let's say one of the influencers I follow, she posts a really cute pair of jeans. I want those jeans, but she's like a size zero. Are those jeans gonna look good on me? I don't know. This app that I recently discovered, it's called Regalia. You join the app and you follow people on the app who have similar measurements to you. They post pictures of themselves wearing the clothes. They tag uh, the link to where they got the clothes as well as the size they ordered and if it's true to size, runs big or runs small. So cool, this concept is mind blowing. I wish they had this years ago for me, but I recently joined the app. So if you wanna join, I'll put the link in the description of this podcast episode use referral code Kimberly Cobb and follow me because I'll be posting all my outfits with sizing information as well. And I think it's just super helpful. It's also a very body positive app, which I love because your whole feed is women who are shaped like you. And I think that's really special and cool. That wraps up my current faves in pop culture and brings us to the main portion of this podcast episode the truth behind social media influencing. The world of influencing has always been so fascinating to me and it's because of this fascination that I pursued it as a career. 
For those of you, again, new to my podcast, I started testing the waters of social media back in 2019. I felt really isolated at this time in my life and I wanted an outlet that would both let me connect with others and be creative. It took three years of hard work, learning and dedication for me to finally take the leap of faith and pursue social media as a full-time career. You know, taking this leap was so scary, but I'm a firm believer that life is too short to not take risks and to figure out what you like, what you don't like, rather than staying in a career that you're unhappy in or that you are feeling unfulfilled in. For the remainder of this podcast episode, I am going to be getting real about the good, the bad, the ugly of the influencing world. And these are all based on my own personal experiences over the past couple of years. I hope you enjoy listening. I'm going to first start off with the cons. So the the bad side of the influencing world, and then I'll jump into the good things. Always good to end on a high note. Number one is financial instability. The influencing world is very lucrative. There's a lot of money in it. But when you're first starting out, there is instability. Even myself, I, you know, I, I get incredible brand partnerships. I love the work I'm doing, but it goes up and down and you don't know. It's not a steady stream of income necessarily. So there is a feeling of stress and anxiety about money because we still have bills to pay. So I'll pay my rent. And if I don't get a brand partnership this month, you know, how am I going to pay my bills? That can be a really scary feeling for some people. I, you know, am so grateful that I, you know, I'm single. I have to take care of Louie, you know, but I don't have a family right now to take care of. And so I have a little more freedom when it comes to taking that risk with financial instability. I don't love it. I don't recommend it on anybody because I do get stressed and anxious sometimes, you know, until I do get a partnership. So there's that. Uh, definitely, if you are considering going into influencing, I would go in with a good emergency fund. If you're planning on going into the world of influencing, I definitely recommend that you go into it with an emergency fund as a backup, just in case. It's good to have that anyways, and I think everybody should have one in case of emergencies. But, uh, you know, especially when you're first starting out, it's risky and you need to have money. So number one, financial instability. Number two is the competition that you have with yourself. You're always trying to get more views and you're constantly trying to improve and one up yourself. A friend of mine described influencing as having a popularity contest with yourself. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is so true. I never really thought about it like that because, you know, you post something, it gets a thousand likes. Wow, that was crazy. But what if I got 2000 likes? And then the next post after that, it got 5,000. Okay, but then the fourth post, you're back down to a thousand. And then you start questioning, what did I do wrong? Why didn't people like this? Was this bad? Was this not as good as what other people posted? And then with the algorithm changing, it's so stressful because you can't rely on, you know, those likes and the validation and you feel like a failure sometimes if you don't hit that 
certain number of likes or comments or if people aren't responding well to something that you thought was going to perform really good on your channel. I, you know, I put a lot, a lot of work into my YouTube channels. I'm getting like maybe 200 views on my videos and that's a lot of people. I'm so grateful for every single one of those views. But when I compare it to my TikTok or my Instagram, I'm like, God, why, why don't people like the content I'm creating? There's just a lot of competition with yourself in the social media world because, you know, again, you're always trying to improve. You're always trying to get more followers and grow and grow and grow. And when you aren't, when you are at a standstill, it can get very discouraging and you feel like you're doing something wrong. That kind of leads me into number three, which is comp not competition with yourself, but competition with other influencers and feeling insecure about yourself around other influencers. Everybody has their own insecurities. And for me, I love my curvy body. I think my body is amazing. But at times, like right now, I'm about to start my period. My body image is so bad. And I went to that Aldo shoe event. Everybody is so skinny. They're tiny and they're beautiful and they're so small. And you know, there are other influencers there that are curvier like me, but you know, at these events, I get insecure. I get in my head. Like I start comparing myself a lot because it's one thing, you know, to compare yourself online. I think everybody does that. It's hard not to, of course, try not to, but again, it happens. But at these influencer events, I, you know, I find myself comparing myself to these girls in person and it's not a good feeling. And I think the influencing world does push body positivity down your throat. But then at the same time, they are putting all these beautiful skinny people on a pedestal and you know, even the Kardashians lately, they've all gotten rid of their BBLs and they are stick thin now. And there's just a really high beauty standard when it comes to your weight and your image. And that can take a toll on your mental health in the long run, regardless of how body positive you are, or how confident you are. Those feelings do come up every now and then. So for me, you know, this past week, I've been feeling really insecure and that just got amplified at the influencer event when I am in real life comparing myself to other people. Let it be known, I love these people. These are other influencers that I have so much respect for and are so creative and talented and amazing. But that's just an insecurity on me when I am comparing myself. Separate from body image and physically, you know, comparing yourself, you can tend to compare yourself to other influencers in regards to their social media following or their engagement rates. There are other influencers who put out less work than I do. I, I try to post about three to four videos, for example, on TikTok a day. There are influencers who post once a day and they have a million followers and they get hundreds of comments and all these likes and you know, it can be hard to be like, well, I'm putting in all this work. Why am I not getting that much in return? Why am I not growing as quickly? Why am I not getting as good of engagement as them? 
at the end of the day, you can't compare yourself because everybody is on their own journey. Everybody grows at their own rate and it's hard not to compare yourself to others when they do, you know, on paper seem to be doing better than you, but it's important to reflect on your own accomplishments and to be like, you know what? Yes, they have this many followers, but I've also grown my own community and I love my community and my community is special to me. So that's my little rant about that. Con number four is that when you're in the social media world, you are always on your phone, always on your phone or on your laptop. Your screen time is so maximized and that can affect your life in multiple ways, whether that is your mental health, whether that's your physical health. Like my eyes constantly feel like they're being strained because I'm looking at my phone. My hands are always cramping. Like my right hand, I hold my phone in. Like I feel like it's the hand of like a 90 year old woman. It hurts all the time, but also the effect that it has on your relationships. So for example, in one of my past relationships, my ex hated that I was on my phone. This is right when I was starting out my social media career. And he like didn't support me wanting to shoot my content, you know, kind of made fun of it. And it's funny because now he's trying to pursue social media. Uh, you know, he would take some pictures for me every so often, but it was literally pulling teeth. And I had to beg him to take pictures of me. I would tell him, just give me... Like, please, like, this is so pathetic. I would literally be like, can you please just give me two hours on Sunday from like 12 to two? I promise no earlier, no later. I would have all my outfits planned out before him and I even left to go shoot pictures. And the whole time while we were there, he was so mad, so angry, like just to be there. And that caused like a strain on our relationship too. We of course had several other problems, but... You know, he was always angry with me for doing that. And I think that's like a definitely, definitely an extreme example. I would say that in a more general sense, if you are on your phone all the time, your partner might feel like you're not paying attention to them or you're not being present or you're just always trying to create content rather than focus on being in the moment. I would say that relates to me too. For me, it's like, Danielle loves being, I don't know if she loves, but she is comfortable being on camera with me when I'm doing my vlogs. My sister doesn't like being in front of the camera. She is a photographer herself, so she likes being behind the camera. You know, if I'm doing my weekly vlogs, she asks that she not be in them. She doesn't want to be in front of the camera. And I never want to push anybody out of their comfort zone. So of course I respect her wishes, but Again, that's kind of like a, a bit of a strain too because I don't want to ever make anybody feel uncomfortable, if that makes sense. Now with me vlogging, I, I do have my phone out way more often than usual. So just an interesting take on that. Uh, you know, definitely be aware that if you are going to pursue social media, make sure you are asking the people around you if they're comfortable being in your content because... What's more important at the end of the day is the in real life relationships that you have with people, 
never put social media above people in real life. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. Number five, a con is the startup costs and the ongoing costs. It's not cheap. Like this is a business for me. I, you know, just spent a lot of money on equipment to improve my podcast, improve my YouTube, my social media content in general. So you have to spend money on equipment, new clothes for photo shoots, cameras, travel expenses, these costs add up and they don't necessarily go away. If you are really going full force into influencing and this is going to be your business, you know, these can be write-offs for you and that's like a, an amazing thing to take advantage of. But initially it is expensive, just like with any business. Number six is that influencing, I don't think a lot of people talk about this, if you do social media full-time, it can be a little lonely. For me, I work from home and I have to be very intentional about getting out of my apartment and socializing with people. And I think a lot of us, you know, since the pandemic, we have become more accustomed to being alone because all of us worked from home for a long time. But, uh, you know, with influencing that, that's just, that's just the way of life forever. So definitely have to be okay with being alone. I have Louie, my Pomeranian with me. He gives me so much joy, like in company. I, I think he's like a human, which he's not, but he keeps me company. And I have been very intentional myself about getting out of the house, planning happy hours with friends, meeting new people and networking. And that's been really good for me. And the last con of the social media world is a given, internet trolls and creepy men. Uh, If you are a woman and you're putting yourself out there on the internet, I feel women experience both trolls and creepy men more often. The trolls, you know, will say mean stuff. For me, it's about my weight, always. Like, that's just people's go-to. It's just stupid at this point, and I laugh it off. But initially, it took a really big toll on my mental health, you know, when people body shame me or make fun of how I talk or how I touch my hair or what I wear. I sound like a Dr. Seuss book. But the trolls are mean. You can be the most beautiful, perfect, athletic, amazing human being in the world, and an internet troll will still find something to make fun of you about. So you definitely have to have thick skin when you're in this world. And as for the creepy people, that's inevitable in real life too. I mean, you are going to have interactions with people who make you uncomfortable and that sucks. For me, I just ignore those messages and those comments. I don't engage. I don't respond. But because I have a public profile, I also don't block these people because they can just make another account and message me again. And it gives them validation knowing that you saw their content, you saw their messages to you. So I just kind of leave them alone. They're going to be weird. If they're going to be weird to me, they're going to be weird to anybody. So I would just say, you know, if you are going to be in this world, know that it's going to happen. But I think your best bet is to be smart about what you post. You know, don't share your location when you're there. Don't 
give out your address, you know, those kinds of things. But at the end of the day, they're always going to be around. I hate to say it, but there's really nothing you can do except for ignore them. Both the trolls and the creepy people. And now moving on to the pros of the social media world. Number one is that all of your memories are captured. I think that's like a really like cheesy thing to talk about in a way, but it's true. I personally, you know, I have such a busy life. I've done, I do so many things. I think we all do. And it's cool to have those little memories captured. For example, my weekly vlogs, it's like, you know, giving Louis his first haircut on my own and just, you know, little moments you share with your friends and family and these jokes, you know, it's kind of like having home videos. Back in the day, we used to have our camcorders. We would record, you know, everyday moments. And with social media, we can do that. Of course, it's extreme. We are recording ourselves doing our makeup, brushing our teeth, brushing our hair. But it's also kind of cool to see yourself age. And I, I think a lot of people look at that in a bad, like in a bad way. But I'm looking, you know, I look back to my old my memories on Facebook or Instagram. Look what you posted four years ago. And I'm such a baby. And it's cool to see the growth I've made physically and, and you know, on my social media and how much I've learned and, and improved and developed as a person and as a platform. I think that's really special. Number two, and this is one of my favorite things about being an influencer is that you get to make your own schedule and you have so much flexibility. I, you know, I've, I've worked nine to five jobs and it wasn't for me. It just wasn't. I don't like the culture of nine to five jobs, at least the ones that I've experienced. Some people have amazing nine to five jobs. I just didn't. I, you know, and I also don't like that this goes into number three, being an influencer, it gives you such a good creative outlet. In my nine to fives, I wasn't being creatively challenged. I wasn't able to, you know, create content that makes me happy or do things that make me happy. I was doing work for somebody else and that wasn't fulfilling for me. So being an influencer, you're going to make your own schedule sometimes. You know, I like to wake up at 730. It makes me feel more productive. But if I'm having an off day, I can sleep in until 10. I can work until 2 a.m. You know, I can travel whenever I want. And I think that's really uh, incredible and unique. And you don't really get to do that with most jobs. And I can work from anywhere. I don't because my apartment in Austin is very expensive. So I'm going to work here, get its money's worth. But you know, I do have, for example, I have a trip coming up to California. I get to bring my work with me and it's so convenient and nice not to have that stress of a boss breathing down your neck. Why aren't you logged in yet? Oh, PTSD. No, can't do it. Number four, a big pro of being in the social media world is getting to meet and network with incredibly talented and creative individuals. I think it's so important to surround yourself with people who inspire you and who make you, a, you know, a better version of yourself. I've said that before with these, you know, events that I go to, I get to meet 
really cool people that maybe I would only see online uh, or even online I get to connect with really awesome people. I met, side story, four years ago when I like very first started my social media career or, you know, diving into social media, I met this girl. Her name is Dominique. We connected on Instagram. She lives, you know, lived in Texas. I was living in California. Her and I connected on Instagram because we both were posting similar content and we became friends. We've stayed in touch, never unfollowed each other, you know, since at the Aldo event, she was there and I got to meet her in person for the very first time. It was so cool. Uh, and I think that's, that's really unique about this job too, is because you get to meet people from all over the world and you never know when you're going to meet them in person, but it's cool to be able to connect with each other and inspire each other and share tips. I have, you know, there's another girl, she lives in Austin. Her name is Paige. She's an influencer. She's so cool. And she posts all this really cool creative content about how to shoot photography on an iPhone and where to shoot content and all these cool tips. And that inspires me to invest in my equipment and make better content for you guys. So I'm kind of ranting at this point, but in the influencer world, you get to meet really cool people and people that inspire you and people that make you want to improve as a person. Number five, the influencing world. It's really good money once you get going. I, again, I'm still stressed if I don't have a partnership secured for the month, you know, to help pay for my rent, but there's good money in this field once you get going. My first partnership back, I think it was 2019, I think the partnership was either $25 or $50, maybe $75. I don't think it was that much. And I will be very transparent about, you know, my income. I can make partnerships right now that range from $2,500 to $5,000 for one partnership. I know some influencers who make $50,000 for a partnership. It's a long-term partnership, but... There's so much money once you get going. And I think that's definitely what inspires me to keep going because I didn't come from a family with a ton of money. You know, I grew up, you know, going to thrift shops and my mom, you know, my mom gave my sister and I an amazing life. Like we, we always had good clothes, good shoes, backpacks, all the supplies we needed for school. She was such a hardworking mom, but you know, we weren't rolling in dough going on. Hawaiian vacations every year and a lot of people did at least I know a lot of influencers too who kind of grew up with money and they're used to having that money for me having money of my own it's really uh it's new and it's really exciting and I've always you know held down very secure jobs in the past so again, not having that stable income coming in is stressful, but when the money comes in, it's, it's so rewarding and it's just something for me to be so proud of. So the money's there guys. If you want to get in, do it. Number six, uh, influencing is a really fun job. It's so 
fun. You get to do really cool things. You get to go to really awesome events and you get swag bags and you take pictures and just like, in general, it's just fun. I get to actually enjoy the work that I'm doing and the work that I'm creating, meeting cool people, going to fun places, getting treated very well by these brands. And it's really nice. It's so cool. And I've never had a job before that is like that. And number seven, this is my number one pro for doing social media influencing is that I get to help people and make people happy who I'd never get a chance to connect with otherwise. And these are people from all over the world. I have people that message me from Australia and Thailand and like all these cool places that you know, it, it kind of blows my mind, the reach that social media gives you and having a platform gives you. I'm able to connect with people about domestic abuse and share social media tips and talk about relationship problems, talk about mama's boys, talk about living in Austin, having a Pomeranian, my blonde hair, extensions, makeup, beauty, life. And there's so many different things that I'm able to connect with people about and talk with people about. And it's really incredible. It's so, so special. So if there are things that you're passionate about, or you just want to share your life with people, do it. It is so fulfilling and awesome to know that you are having any sort of impact on somebody's life. And it can be as small as just sharing your daily routine. People get joy out of watching that content. Maybe some people are lonely and they just want to feel like they have a friend they're talking to. Maybe I'm doing that for you. That That's really cool. You know, I'm that way too. I, you know, build relationships with people that I follow on social media who don't even know I exist, but their content brings me so much joy. So if that's something you want to do, if you want to help educate people or connect with people or entertain people. Social media is an amazing way to do that and to have the chance to connect with millions of people all over the world. As you can tell, just like with any job, there are pros and cons to choosing to do social media influencing as a career. I personally can say that I love what I do and I plan on doing social media for as long as I can. If you're curious about doing social media as a career, I encourage you to at least jump in, give it a try, give it a year, or at least give it six months, really put all your effort into it. If it's something that you, you know, are really excited about, you know, it's worth it. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but at least you can say you tried. I love you guys so much. I love the community we've created. And just like number seven, the pro that I said about connecting with you guys, it's the best part of my job. I love it so much. We are going to chat more about, you know, this episode in my Facebook group. So if you haven't joined yet, join the My Lips Aren't Sealed Facebook group. I would love to have you guys there again next week's episode. I'm having a very special guest on and you guys are going to love it. I, I know it. I'm so excited already. If you had any questions about the things I talked about on this week's episode, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram at Kimberly Cobb or to leave a comment on my YouTube video if you're watching on YouTube. I love you guys so much. 
Thanks again so much for listening and we will chat more next week.